0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. holy, Genesis 6, 5. Hall of my new costly roast to Hallelujah. This morning we're going to continue on discerning the voice of God and I'm going to subtitle this Build the Ark, Build, Build, Build. We're going to talk about building. We're going to talk about building. Hallelujah. Genesis 6, 5. And we're going to read verse 15 and then we're going to jump to 18 through 19. We're going to read a lot of scripture this morning. I want to talk to you this morning to help us to go into some things that I believe God is saying for the now. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Nanzo. Then the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every intent and thought of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he made man on the earth, and he grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I created on the face of the earth. Both man and beast, creeping things and birds of the air. For I am sorry that I made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But Noah found what? Grace. In what? The eyes of the Lord. And the genealogy of Noah, Noah was just a just man. Perfect in his generation. Noah walked with God. And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Joseph. The earth also was corrupt. Before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, and all the flesh had corrupt their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, in this is verse thirteen, and God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth excuse me, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of group of wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits with width 50 cubits and height 30 cubits. Verse 18. But I will establish my covenant with you. And you shall go into the ark, you and your sons, your wife and your sons' wives with you. And every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort of the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female. You may be seated. How many of you are excited about being in the house of God? Amen. Hallelujah. This morning I want to help you understand I want to help you understand building in the sequence of God that he's calling us to build. Building in the sequence of God and that he's called us to build. The interesting about building anything is you have to under you have to make sure that you follow directions. Okay, when I teach, especially in my counseling classes, before I counsel anyone, I always start with the measure. I let people see a a ruler, a measure, and I always show them that there's a measure to stuff. If you miss the measurement, you won't get the outcome that's supposed to come. You hear what I'm saying? If I bake a cake and I don't use the measurements, I won't get the what? Outcome. And so God has predictable outcomes to our life if we are hearing the measured sequences of his voice. Are y'all hearing me this morning? There is an outcome with the sequence of his voice, which means if I miss the voices that give me the sequence to the directions, I can miss something that's inevitably important to the development of what he's trying to build. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? And so in building processes, we have to understand that God knows you and He knows us and He knows what He's trying to get to us and what He's trying to get through us. The Bible says in Psalms 127, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in what? Vain, who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in what? Vain, which means whatever we build, if it's not in the sequence that he gave us, the instructions, the internal structures that gets us to bring in the building code to bring the right product. He said we build in vain. Can I go practical for a second? Most of the stuff that's breaking down in our families, in our life, with our homes, with the different things is because we built on the wrong codes. I don't care how many Christians try to black put it on the side. I don't care what we do. The code will show what you built with. And if you don't, if we don't understand how to get it right, and that's why Pastor always saying, we honor those who came before us, but we gotta know what was wrong in the code. Amen. Because how can you bring a new, how can you fix the code that's reproducing and recycling generationally the wrong thing if we don't understand what was broken? Amen. But because the church is not looking for what was broken, we want to look for a shout, we want to look for a hype, we want to look for inspiration, but we don't understand the intrinsic. A nature of God that's trying to get to the code. Somebody say critically thinking. If the coffee pot, I just saw a coffee pot. If the coffee pot is broken, I can pray for it. I can shout around it. But if I don't pick up the manual and say this is what was missing, I'm going to do all of that and waste a lot of building time. All I had to do was go to the manual. Because watch this. Because the manual life was set. I set before you. Life. Choose life. But that is showing. We said we we do everything. But yet find out what life already said it was supposed to be. Somebody say there's a code. code. God is trying to codify your life in the code. I'm going to say that again. God is trying to codify your life in the code. The problem is God knows when you're ready for the code and when you're not ready. It's interesting, and you know, all of us deal with this on different levels. It's interesting how we can tell God when we're ready for it and we're not. (laughs) And I say that on different levels. Why? Because all of us have that depending on what's going on in our life. You can look at me and say, Pastor, don't deny it. But see, there is places of heights. And he said, I'm bringing you on this big level of trust. And I'm like, God, that's just too much for me right now. So I made my own definite decision on what I believe. Everybody has different levels of faith. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? But just because I'm on this level or somebody's on that level doesn't mean they they can't miss the code on their level. So you're looking at that person and say, oh, they got it all together. No, 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 no. Because faith is when you're continually hearing the word of God for the, the codes that he's saying. Yeah, yeah. Jeremiah, go to this city. <coughs> Jonah, do this. Jonah could have prayed, fasted, did all that stuff. But Jonah had a what? Code of instruction. That's good. Are y'all hearing me? It's interesting how we do all the religious practices around the codes. The instruction is sitting there, but I'm going to do the religious stuff around the code. Because we're still qualifying what we're doing, but we're not in tune with the codified code that He's coding you for you. That's why I started saying Egypt is comfortable because you might look like you're doing well in faith. But you know when you sat down. Come on, <laughs> I, hope I, was, I wish I was talking to the church this morning. You know when you're sitting down. Faith for you might not be faith for her. When I look at you, everybody might be like, oh, you graduated. Oh, you're doing it. I might say, no, 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 that you're not doing what he told you to do. My and people will sit there, cry, and say, Well, you everybody's congratulating them. Well, no, 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 you're not doing what he told you to do. Because I know I can see what God told you to do. Good. See, what happened is the congratulations done got you in. On, it's messing you up internally because you're being codified by what's outside, not what's going on. Jesus. Ah, I wish I heard somebody this morning. <laughs> Unless God builds the house. You will labor in vain. You're doing things in vain. Most of you, you got to learn. There's more in you than what you're doing because you know more than the average person. We need to get that out of you. Somebody say, I'm being codified. Come on, this is, I didn't study for this. This just came to me. God said, tell them that they're being codified. If you don't know the definition, just look it up. Google it. Unless God builds the house. They labor in what? Vain, which means you've got to be careful how you're building. God cares how you build. It matters how you what? It matters how you build, but how you build is determined by how much you know your God. It matters how you build, but how you build is determined by how much you know your what? What? It was interesting, I got off a phone call this week, and somebody was like, yeah, I'm about to go forward, I'm about to go forward. And we've been having this conversation for the last five years, but they don't realize that. But I'm about to go forward, and they don't realize, you've got to know God. Your honor to the processes of God is based on your honor to Him. I'm saying something without saying something. Which means, you don't honor me until you learn to honor God. You don't honor the leader until you learn to honor who? Because if you don't learn to honor God first, the person got to pull you everywhere you got to go. So if somebody say, I'm going forward, but they miss the codified code of honoring God first, they're just talking. But many believers don't know that because we continue to encourage them in their own code based on what they're saying and based on their own understanding. But God is saying, I need you to understand that what I'm doing in you, it's not going to look like everybody else. It's not going to look like maybe what you thought it was going to look like, but it's going to be perfect the way I'm going to do it. You hear what I'm saying? Somebody say God is doing something in me. The way we know we're operating by the codified code is if we're operating in peace as we do what we're doing. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, Jesus invited to us to the promise. I will give you rest. You will find rest for your souls. God is trying to give everybody. Somebody say, I'm getting to rest. Come on. Some of us haven't been in peace or rest. And God is saying, I'm going to bring rest to your souls. I'm going to bring peace to your souls. Faith should not be a struggle. Faith should be at, the, you should be at rest in faith. Come on, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but peace, joy, righteousness in the Holy Ghost, which means I should be at rest in the Holy Ghost. I should be at rest and peace in faith. The problem is the world and the modalities that's operating in us keep us at anxiousness. It keeps us at, I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that and I'm not enough of this. Everything going on, but we're not at rest. Somebody say, I'm going, I'm going to rest. Which means you've got to learn how to rest in faith. Which means you're not looking at your outside. You're going to learn how to live out of the inside of you. Because the reality of it is, I don't care what you do on the outside, if the inside is never purified. You ne- never became what you were, were made to be. Amen. Uh, Amen. I hope you hear hearing me this morning. Without the inside, you're never made what you you're never coming to what you're supposed to become. Are you hear what I'm saying? And the outside voices will always lead you into delusion of what you're supposed to be. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? So Jesus invites us into a lifestyle of learning and how to handle life and have rest for our souls. Somebody say he's inviting me into life. He's inviting you into life. You got to start learning how to get more of your new life than your old. Ah, if I can tell you that all the time. If you don't know enough of your new, you always lean on into that old one. I don't know about y'all. I don't pray hard because I need to know, God, you got something ahead of that. But the ahead might be scary, so you might lean, try, you're like, oh, all right. Let me say this real quick. You know, your head shouldn't be that scary because the step that God gives you, a lot of that is a lot of times we are making what we think that looks like. Do you know that God will never give you more than you can bear? Amen. Amen. Which means if he's telling you, he's showing you this, that means he gave you the grace to do it. Amen. Good. God will never show you what you don't have the grace to do, which means if you're trying to go beyond your level of grace, he didn't tell you to do it. I wish y'all would hear me this morning. So stress and strife and all that stuff, those are outside voices that's getting you out of what he's calling you into. And actually, I just ran into my next one, but that's okay. So we got to understand, into me with the Holy Spirit is the key of rest. Say that with me. Into me was he with the Holy Spirit is the what? Key to rest. It's the key to rest. The fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, kindness. Those are what? Fruit of the Spirit. I'm filled with the spirit. Are oh, you at rest? No. <laughs> I ain't saying nothing. I'm just giving y'all the speech. <laughs> Even with that, there's seven levels of the spirit. Hallelujah. The activation of the Holy Spirit lives produce fruit and peace. Like Samson, many of us flirt with sin and sentiments of their formal life. Why? Because we have to stay intrinsically with the Holy Spirit to understand, for Him to give us the comfort, the affirmations, approval, acceptance. Many of us need affirmation, approval, acceptance. We, you need that on a day-to-day basis to move you what? Forward. If you don't learn to stay in God in those affirmations, those approvals, and those, the other A, you're going to allow yourself to be flirtatious with the old you that used to rest in that. Well, it was a false sense of affirmation. False sense of approval. Y'all hear what I'm saying? So we have to understand there's a danger in violating covenantal. Conditions that God has put for you. And I don't like to say this too hard because, it, it, you know what, God deals with you in the way he understands where you know where you are. You hear know what I'm saying? But we can't, we got to be careful of violating covenantal conditions. <coughs> the code, the code that's for you. Everybody's code is different. But what is the code for you? What has God told you to do? Are you hear know what I'm saying? Samson had a problem. I mean, you all know the story of Samson. Yeah, Samson, God told him, do not cut your hair. That was his covenantal condition. That was his what? Okay, so everybody in here have a covenantal condition. They can pray for five minutes, but you, you get up. They don't have to make Bible study, but you. Ah, uh, see, I lost uh, about half of y'all there right there. They don't have to be committed when everybody's leaving, but you. They don't have to follow just like you are not looking at what they are doing. Amen. You are understanding my covenant with you. Most of the body are misplaced because they're not understanding their covenant with him. I've years for years I've walked with men of God. Nothing is happening, but I'm walking with him. Because I didn't look at what everybody else looked at. I'm walking with him. Why? Because my covenant with God. You need the tallest plane. I'm in there. i going go do prayer and worship too. What you need? Why? It wasn't about him. It was my covenantal condition for. Oh, uh, y'all, y'all, uh, alright. It was my covenantal condition with who? Uh-huh. So if I let the root of rebellion that come from them come into me, mm-hmm. Good. I'm in rebellion because they're in rebellion. we all in rebellion. But you don't understand about rebellion is you're not fulfilling, you're violating the covenant to what? Condition. Ah. Mm-hmm. It was a danger. Samson violated his covenantal condition. He did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Ah! Over the period of time, Samson continued to grieve the Holy Spirit. He kept grieving what? He kept grieving what? The Bible said, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Many of us, the reason why we feel so comforted is because we know Scripture, but we've grieved the Holy Spirit. That's why it's dangerous by living, living only in principle. Because if you only live in principle, you can do principle without precepts of the, the awareness of the rhema. Are oh, y'all hearing me this morning? That's why the rich young ruler said, I did all that. I, 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 I did all the principles. I, I've submitted to all the principles. But he said, what must I do to have eternal? What do you mean? How in the world you've been doing the principles you never got eternal life? So you telling me I can live by the Bible and never understand eternal life? No, you're kidding you tell me I can leave, read James, John, King, Samuel, and Psalms and Psalms of Solomon? I can dance in the Lord and I don't even know eternal life? I actually just taught y'all something. You can be rich without the inspiration of the Spirit. Ah. He said whether you're in the world or whether you in the church, he, he's, the God, he's the maker of them all. But the problem is, If you don't know how to have an ear to hear, you don't know which one is making you. (sighs) The consequence of the Holy Spirit being grieved was he lost his strength to prevail in life. Which means if you're misinterpreting the Holy Spirit in your life, you're misinterpreting the grace that you're supposed to live that gives you the strength to move in the things of God. Let me tell you something. Knowledge of the things that are of the world, the knowledge of the flesh. There's a knowledge of the flesh. Somebody say the knowledge of the flesh. Yeah, so if you go to college, you get the knowledge of the flesh. It teaches you the intrinsic things of the life in this earth. So knowledge of the flesh can take you far. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? It'll show me principles. It'll show me. That. It'll show me how to get favor of man. But do that with my own strength based on the knowledge that I got of the flesh. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the things of God, you need God to work. You got to stand on the grace to walk in the alignment what he said to codify the code that he put inside of you. Most of us are not living in the code because we think we're moving, we're making movement. The blessing is on me because I'm making movement. Uh. <clears throat> How many, let me tell you something. God wanna, say, say God want to bless me anyway. I want y'all to understand, God's blessing upon you is not based on your condition either. I used to think that. you know, you know the condition, so God won't bless you. That's not true. When I talk about the blessing of God, I'm not saying it's based on your condition. I, I do want to make that clear. But you can't perceive your blessing without having the understanding of what he's trying to put inside of you. Are right, you hearing know what I'm saying? So it's not that he won't take you to the land. It's just you won't honor the land. And the land is going to break forth because you're not producing the life that you came into the land with. That's good. Wow, that's good. Are you all hearing what I'm saying? That's, good. that's why many people are blessed. and because they, they can, they, God, didn't, God is not going to stop because of what you're doing. He said, I'm just going to bless you because of who he is, not because of what you're doing. <laughs> but, if I'm experiencing the blessing, and I'm miscodifying the code that has to be seen by faith, I will mess it up by default. Because I'm stepped in the arena that I don't understand, that can only be, be codified by the code that he put inside of me. That's why many of us, he's already blessed you. But the problem is, you're like, well, I lost it. Oh, oh. How many of y'all, come on, I'm going to raise my hand to you. How many of y'all God gave you something, but you lost it? Come on. And you're always going back to what you had and how I had it. But what you don't understand, you lost it because you wasn't codified. If you were codified, you'll learn how to manage what you got blessed with, with that was not even because of you. Ah, I, I wish y'all would hear me. I'm sorry, did I hit that? Somebody say, I'm being codified. Are y'all getting this this morning? So, God wants to bless you. Don't put that in your mind. Well, I'm not going to be blessed. No, 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 no. The problem is, He wants you to be able to handle the blessing. Those are two different things. Because many of you, the blessing is around, you just don't see it because you're not perceiving by faith. <laughs> Many of you, the influence is waiting for you, but you're not perceiving it because it's by what? Faith. Ah. Many of you, Jesus, is on the water saying, Keep walking. But we're misperceiving because we're looking behind us, looking on side of us. And we're drowning saying, What do I do? But he's saying it's it's right here. Somebody say it's there for me. It's there for me. So the loss are violating covenantal conditions. This is what you lose. The result is loss of vision. Samson lost his what? Ah, they poked out his eyes. Which means when you violate covenantal conditions, you start losing your divine vision. What I saw last week, I'm missing it this time. Something is... Wow, I don't know about you, sometimes when I'm, I'm, I'm not obeying, I'm like, Zah, something. God was speaking, but, but I feel like I'm losing, I'm missing something. Oh, because you chose to do something. That was not in the code. Yeah. That's, good. that's for you. That's good. Yeah. How many of us are living in a code that's not for us? Mm-hmm. I picked up your code. Your sequence. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to live your code. And you're like, What's something wrong with my vision. Mm-hmm. something." Like, because you lost your vision. Mm-hmm. But God said, I'm going to restore it this morning. Hallelujah. Yeah. The second thing you do, you become in bondage of your enemies. Ah. When well, you was winning, now you're in bondage of the enemies. Somebody say, I'm coming out of bondage. Which means the ones you used to inspire, now they have to inspire you. <laughs> the ones you used to encourage, you like, oh, they don't know nothing. Now they got to tell you what you don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, when you used to be the height of all that, but now you have become the slave to them. Now you need their YouTube video of what they said to encourage you for the day. The third thing you do, you, uh, you, you're you daily grinding in slavery. Ah. Somebody say, I'm going to be free. I'm gonna be free. Come on, somebody say, I'm going to be free. Be free. Be free. Let me say this. Freedom is not saying that you, you don't have to have a job. Freedom is saying that you're free in the job. Oh, man. That's good, man. Freedom is not saying you don't have to have a job Freedom is saying that I'm not a victim to the job Amen. Freedom is saying when I come in I know my code mm-hmm. of coming into conditions yeah. I mightn't be here for just a, a little bit I might even be here for a little But where I am, I know, I'm, I know my code of what? Conditions Some of us need a job God have you for a job Why? This is why Let me tell you something You can never go beyond your level of submission to people some of you want to own a business. You got to submit to somebody that have one. Uh, I'm giving you something. Write it down if you need it. You're like, well, God, I don't want it. I don't want it, but you'll never get it. This is why God sometimes puts you in positions to submit to what you don't like. Why? Because until you learn how to submit correctly, it wasn't about the job. It was about the submission. That's good. But because you don't handle them right, how are you going to handle the ones that come to you right? <laughs> Because the way you look at them, I don't, ah, see uh, yeah you know, when, it, when it's with me, I'm with you but now, but God is saying I'm bringing you into a level of submission. The greatest rebellion in the body of Christ is self autonomy We're going towards our desires, our destinies, but we're going without understanding the sequence of submission the sequence of revelational honor. And what believers don't understand, it's a great mistake. Because what you're committing to, God is looking at. And when you don't fulfill that commitment, but you fulfill it in the world, greater than you feel it in his house. It's a great danger. And so God is wanting us to understand that it's bigger than what you think it is. Pastor had to learn it was bigger than what it is. I'm like, I am submission. He said, no, you're not submitting to what I told you to submit to. There were visions in you before, but some of you have no visions. You don't have no ownership of what God has compartmentalized you with. We are the body. Some sides say we're the body. We're the body. Which means none of us can do anything by ourselves. We, we, we are one body. He's the head. We walk together to make moves. We pray together to make moves. But when you get individual vision for individual declarations, you come here with a praise report from church and you go back into your individual journey. But you can violate your brother and sister because you didn't come with the prophecy that was supposed to congeal with the house. We needed the word of God on you today. But it violated your time with your journey. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Listen, listen. God honors what? Submission. It's not about what it is. It's about the principle of what? Submission. How are you seeing him? It has nothing to do with what you're seeing outside. It has to do, how are you seeing what? I'll eat bologna and cheese with you as long as I see him in it. <laughs> we, we can do a tent revival. A tent we'll have church outside as long as I see the vision in him. We can go there or just we can just have a little bitty room in the back somewhere. As long as I see the vision in him. But the conditions in the body today. Depending on what you look like, how you look, how it sounds, do I feel like it, do my time permit, do this, did this, this, and God is saying, uh-huh. And you want to go into my what? Somebody say, co- covenantal conditions. So you got to understand that slavery prevails when we lose the covenantal conditions to what God is calling us to come into. Yeah, you hear know what I'm saying? God knows and he sees and he, he's trying to get us to places where we can come out of ourselves. Do you know that you'll be blessed by default of just honoring God? Yes. You're like, but I don't see it this way, but just you walking. You know, I, I can make a way. Do y'all know God can make away anything he want, make a way in? I, I want y'all to understand. God tells me all the time, you know, I can make a way in, anytime. I, you know, what? I can make your name great anytime I want to make it. Well, one of the biggest pressures, you know, I was looking up something to do a video, and and I ran into a guy, I think from Oklahoma, and it was, you know, we have meetings and different things, and they're like, how did you grow your church that quick? How did you do this? How did you do that? And he kept, they were trying to get things out of him. How did you do it? He said, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know. It was God. I thought he did something miraculous, too, so I said, then what? I'm like, all right, what did he do? He said, "God told me that you're not going to do it this way." He told me, "Don't put out a flyer." He told, "He said I didn't even have an." He said, "I didn't have an assistant," but I went from fifteen hundred viewers to fifteen thousand over. I might be saying the numbers wrong, over a course of a month, because I heard the code. <laughs> Many of us are trying to be something because you're not coming to the codified you. Let me tell you something. When you come into the codified you, you can go hide behind a tree. They're going to find you. Because you got something that they need. You can go hide in a the house. They're going to knock the door down to get to you. The problem is you're thinking it's because of what you're, they're not seeing. No, no, no. When you become what you're supposed to come, the content of what you became, we need it. So we live trying to be like everybody doing what they're doing. And God is saying, no, 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 because the day you do that, you're going to think you did what you, because of what you did, you got what you got. Now, I'm not saying there won't be things that God tell you to do. Don't get me wrong, because, you know, sometimes we get that religious mind and we start separating things. Well, He said, don't do that. Uh, Hear God. But understand, when I come into the codified me, And sustain the expression of what that's supposed to be. Somebody say sustain it. it. Some of us come into it and we don't sustain it. So you got to sustain it. And you will see the manifestation of what he said. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number two, you got to follow instructions. Make yourself an ark. He told, uh, 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 um, who are we reading about? He told Noah, make yourself a what? Wood. make wounds in the heart, and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. Which means there are instructions on how you will become. Somebody said, "There's instructions on how will I become?" My sheep hear my voice, and another and know them. Another they will. Uh, excuse me, and know them, and they will follow me. His sheep here is what? Which means there's a voice of God that's trying to get you to the way you need to go. Somebody say, I'm being codified. I'm going to move on. You got this. He who has at my command, uh, John 14, 2, and keep them, it is he who loves me, which means what is it that we tell God that we're saved and tell God that we're holy, but we won't follow what he's saying? We've been saying we're following what he's saying because of what you read, but not what you're hearing. <laughs> Are you looking for God's? M- God speaks in many ways. If you've been in prophetic intensive, you understand how he speaks. Are you looking for his voice? Are you looking for the ways that he speak? Let me help you with this. If anyone has an ear to hear, let it what? Then he said to them, take heed of what you hear. Why? Because if you're not hearing his voice, there's voices that are giving you instructions. Listen to me. If you're not hearing his voice, there are voices. Know there are voices. Do you know that the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness was a right... It was a biblical voice. Don't... When you fall, the angel will have charge over you. Do you know that's in the Bible? Turn this into bread. Everything he was saying was biblical. Ah, what do you mean it was biblical? How, what did, how did God distinguish what he was hearing? How did Jesus distinguish it? He said, man does not live by but by every word. Ah, that's the distinguisher. Which means if you're still living over old word, if you're not hearing the sequential code of the new word that gets you in the codified alignment. You might be doing something from a biblical words that could be turning you because you're proving yourself to the devil, not obeying God. <laughs> Most of us prove ourselves to the devil and we don't even know it. Because you don't, listen, me, you got to know you who you are in him. I don't have to prove myself to that. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? The devil becomes less of a problem when you know him. I'm going to say that again. The adversary becomes less of a problem when you know who. The adversary is not that, let me tell y'all something. He's really a, just a big bully, but he's really little. He's like a, a bully that hits you and run. <laughs> oh, yeah. But we get here, we're like, oh, the devil. He's like, oh, they, they fell for that. All right, cool. But he's really a big bully. He's already lost. He knows that. It was like, did you come to rebuke me out before my time? Somebody say, he's just a big bully. But the bully will always uh, control you when you don't know enough of him. Y'all hear what I'm saying? If you have an ear to hear, he said, whoever has an ear, more will be what? Why more will be given? Come on, we in class. We don't have no new people in here today. We, we, we in Bible class, <laughs> I ain't got no sense of preaching at y'all. Come on, we, we just learned. Preaching is for new, mem- new people. <laughs> Preach them under the bus. Ah! <laughs> Everybody got that already. Yeah, come on, we going up now. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone has an ear to hear, Why would more be given? They can trust you. Ah. If you have a rebellious child in your house, you don't keep giving them stuff? No, no. Now you love them. You love them the same. It's not that I don't love you. It's not that. Watch this. It's not that it's even not for you. But it can't be for you. you. It can't be what. You can't experience what you don't see. That's why. Jesus, let me tell you something. That's why Jesus spoke in parables. He said because if they really heard, they'll repent. <laughs> That shows you that it's possible. It just depends on how you... Ah! So the condition that you think God is stopping it, it's not that He's stopping it. He's just framing it in a way. God is showing up. The problem is you don't perceive His showing up. That's why He said, I'm a God who hides myself. Why do I hide myself? Because I'm looking for somebody who's going to try to find... Look for me. God is always showing up when you pray. But he walks past like, he said, hey, God. I said, good, I came for you. He said, no, you didn't, you was walking past. No, 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 I just wanted to make sure you can see me. Huh? Oh, so you just going to walk past? No, I really came for you, but I was trying to see what you're hearing. Are you all hearing me this morning? Which means God is showing up on the scene. But are you allowing him to speak to you? Don't miss your moment of visitation. Say that with me. Don't miss your moment of visitation. Because it's it's visitation that gives you the declaration and the inspiration to get you where you need to go. Most of us are missing our moments of what? Visitation. Visitation. Why? Because you don't have an ear to hear. Moses had an ear to hear. He saw it. But seeing is hearing. Uh, I'm going to have to teach on that. (laughs) Don't miss your moment of what? visitation, which means God is visiting most of you. He's visiting all of us. It's not that God said, listen, he said, what kind of man of us that you will visit man? Who are we that you will visit man? <coughs> That's what your Bible says. Who are we that you, you will visit us? Huh? Most of us think we're visited because of what we do. Most of us think we were visited because of our righteousness. Somebody say he's visiting man. He's visit, He visits uh, 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 sinners in the Bible many times and they obeyed. They heard him. They heard him better than the Christians did. But the sinner heard him purely. He said, I'm going to kill you. Go get him a seat. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Get out of my palace. <laughs> Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So God is saying I'm speaking. It's not, I don't have a speaking problem. We have a Ah, those who have an ear to hear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Let, let me show you. I like this picture. How I many y'all saw this? I think some of y'all shared something like this before. Oh, like man, that's like a heart. Oh, as a man thinking in his heart. Ah, so you gotta understand the ear. Yeah, you gotta understand what you're hearing. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? All right, I'm not gonna drop there. I want to get to something. Oh, I'm sorry. You taking a picture? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Somebody, you know what? Can we go to Bible study forum just for a second? Lena, read this for me, verse ten. Go ahead. There are, it may be, so many, so many kinds of languages in the world. Uh huh. All right, stop right there. There are how many languages? So many kind of languages. What did he say? In the world. And none of them are without what? Significance. Which means every voice that's coming to you have a significance to do something for you. (laughs) That voice. See, the problem is you got to understand these voices are trying to bring a frequency to you. How many of y'all heard Sunday about frequency? And my man that's deep down there, he broke it down to you. Because when you understand frequency, you understand what voices came to do. That's why when you listen to certain music, you get in certain movements. (laughs) Love. Girl, you know, uh, y- y'all like, yeah, yeah. want to grab your wife, your boo thing, your sweet thing, your love thing, yeah. You know, some of y'all be casting down. Stop, stop. Pull up at a gas station. You know you heard that 10 years ago at the club. What's going on is the frequency of it. It's opening you up to your soul. Ah, so what was there? What came inside? Somebody say frequency. frequency. That's why you put on certain music to get in the mood, in the mood. Why? Because frequency creates a space. That's why when frequencies are off, you're like, ah, they don't match with me. You're closed. I'm saying something. What well, we don't realize is the anointing have a frequency. That's why when some of us speak, people are like, ah, that's not regulating. Because we don't understand where our frequency is coming from. Is it coming from you, your head, or hell? But when it comes directly from God, God said, when I send the word, it will fulfill. That's when, when you speak from God, a frequency says, Oh, I have to open up. Something you're saying. I heard them say it, but it, uh, something is coming. When you say it, something is happening to me. Somebody say Frequency. Which means God has created you to bring a frequency to those you're speaking to. That they will not deny what you're saying. That's why nobody's too hard for God. If you understand how to make his frequency become you. And through the word of God. You become it. And it becomes life to them. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Therefore, verse 11. If you do not know the meaning of the What? I shall be a foreigner to him who speaks. And he who speaks will be a foreigner to me. I'm going to stop right there. Are you hearing the voice of God or is it foreign to you? How many of y'all know when the devil is speaking? Come on, raise your hand. Oh, y'all don't know when the devil is speaking? as it's honest. I know that joke. That <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you know it. Y'all better listen to that man. That man know he be helping y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. Amen. Yeah. How many of y'all know when God is speaking? Yes. Amen. You know what's so interesting? <laughs> we need twenty confirmation when God speak. When the devil speak, we know. <laughs> wow. God said, "Don't go down that road." You like you, that old God? The one that's blue? The one that got mine. Well, I'm awake for Sunday. Maybe Pastor will have an inspiration, and he's he, he going to bring a prophet to me? How do, why do you need thirty inspirations when God speaks? But when the devil speaks, we go right into it. You know what? You show right. I'm not good enough for that. So, you, so you're still in the frequency that, that you're familiar with. God told you you can hate one thing. What is wrong? Which means I should hate the voice that try to get me back into where I come from. I should hate the voice that want to make me settle down into the one that I want, that my my flesh want to be, the one that told me, why don't you just be an average believer? No, 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 no. See, we're still in the frequency of comfort. When the Holy Spirit is trying to move upon us and He say, you know I spoke to you, move. I'm going to help the church out today. Wednesday we learned that prophecy, when somebody's prophesying to you, that does not mean the first line of God speaking to you is not always prophecy. What people don't realize, actually, it might be the last line that God is speaking to you. So many of us are looking for prophecy, but it's really showing that you're not hearing him. So you know what I used to wait for a prophet. The prophets always coming. They don't speak to me. They don't speak to me. He say, like, "Son, because you are already hearing me." So I used to be mad. I'm like, man, they won't speak to me. I'm waiting for a word. Ooh, he's gonna say something good to me. But what they don't know is that mean. They don't mean that you was obedient. We make it like, oh, that means God is looking up on me. No, I, w- I wanted to speak to you Monday. I wanted to speak to you Tuesday. But you want to wait till Wednesday when he got, t- when you, he got to speak to you because you're not obeying my voice during that time. Ooh. So we highlighted prophecy in the body of Christ, not knowing actually it means they're not obeying. Now, don't go down on that. That's what i don't prophesy. <laughs> This is what I'm saying. Some things we don't know what's going on in us, and God has to show us through other means. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. But we have to stop highlighting it as if it's the greatest thing around. Right. Because if you're hearing God throughout your week, you don't need somebody to tell you what you already heard of me. Right. Wow. If you're already walking with him, why well, I need you to confirm it? sometimes God, no, 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 this is what we don't know. I'm going to remove some lies that we've said over the years. Y'all ready? Prophecy sometimes will show you what you don't know. David didn't know he was a king until Samuel told him. So I know we've learned, well, it didn't confirm with my spirit. Well, let's guess what? Based on where your spirit is, it ain't gonna confirm. <laughs> oh man. Well, that just didn't confirm with me. I, I know I didn't confirm with you. Because you've been living out of the sequence of Egypt. Ugh. You didn't know that you were supposed to go to Canaan for the promises. I told you, we got to read the Bible first. We've been saying for years, they I mean, don't confirm with me, but God might not confirm with you because that person who's speaking, if he has an eye to see and from God, he'll show you what you didn't know. He'll realign you because you got too many voices that speak in different languages and you have not learned to tune into the one voice. We have many voices that's going on daily. You got the voice of your spouse, the voice of your house, the voice of your children, the voice of your career, the voice of your job, the voice of the problem. It was uh, too hot outside. It was cold outside. Somebody cut me off. Actually, it was probably your neighbor that cut you off. Don't get too mad. The food is there. I'm hungry. You got all kinds of voices that's going on. But God wants to know, when I speak, am I speaking? As a foreigner to you, or do you know who I am? Is the voice still foreign? Or have your body close. Which means, when God said that I'm going to bless you, I've I've laid before you life. Choose what? Life. And then he said, if you obey the voice of the Lord, then you're choosing life. Which means if I'm not choosing life, I'm not obeying the what? It was not about you doing what Christians supposed to do based on the voice of the. Somebody say, I'm, I'm, I'm tuning my ear to hear. Come on. Come on. Say, I'm tuning my ear to hear. If they don't know the meaning of the language, I shall be a foreigner unto them. I really don't want to say this, but I feel to say This is why people are gonna miss it in the last days. This is why. Because they're gonna they're gonna do stuff in Jesus' name. But they never heard the voice. Uh, I've given you something. You ready? They're gonna do stuff in what? Jesus' name. But they never heard the Ah, didn't I do miracles in your name? Mm. Didn't I go feed the poor? Didn't I go do ministry in your name? He said, yeah, but I don't know you because the knowing of you was those who kept my voice. The ones that kept my voice and started to come into the codified language of who I was. But because I did things in your name, that's why be careful putting your hand on the house and saying in Jesus' name. It, it, now, it, it, He want to give you the house, but just make sure <laughs> that's good. that the house is coming from the voice because faith see beforehand, not when you. Uh, faith is already a substance that's already in you. Uh, see, we think faith is because I, I'm waiting for it. Faith is not waiting, faith is a substance that's already made in you. Yes. Faith is the substance. That has come within. We pray for what's without and we're waiting. Well, well, it's it's going to come. But if you had faith, it was already there. You already knew it. That's why when God said two years, you know it's going to come. He said it. So you can patiently wait and prepare. You can patiently wait and prepare. You're not anxious. Because faith told me two years. Faith told me I'm going to be here not long. Six months. I'm happy. How you doing, neighbor? You can get used to me because I'm not, this is temporary. See, the problem is we're not in faith. We're telling God, well, I'm just waiting to see if he's going to do what you said. That's good. That's so good. Thank you. Because when we can do stuff by just in Jesus' name, we're codifying the outside. But we're skipping what he's trying to do on the inside. Because if I saw it on the inside, inside, I already know by default it's going to happen on me. I'm tasting on the outside. It might not look like it's supposed to look right now. People might be judging me and talking about me right now. But because I heard it on the inside, I'm not moving from where I am. Many of us are persuaded by the outside because we're still hearing faith on the outside and we're not letting it come on the inside. That's why I don't despise small beginnings. Some of you have been despising your small beginnings. Stop lying on yourself about what the outside is saying. Uh, Stop telling yourself about what the outside is saying. Don't you despise your small beginnings. I'm coming out of this and I'm going going to be great to what he said. I wish y'all could say hallelujah on that. I'm going to come out from where I've been and I'm going to what he told me I'm going. Amen. He's codifying me. He's codifying me. Therefore, if I don't know the meaning of the language, I'll be a foreigner. Somebody say, I'm not a foreigner anymore today. Come on, I'm not going to be a foreigner anymore. It's enough having an ecclesiastical, like Apostle Hatcher said, ecclesiastical suicide. No more having ecclesiastical suicide. Which means we violated the conditional covenants for me. Which means there is a Joshua that I know. And there's a Joshua that's in God that he knows. I can choose. But one is made manifest by faith. And living on the grace that He's given me. Jesus. The other one is then the compromise. Mm-hmm. Although I'm a I'm a church believing talker, mm-hmm. but I never came to walk what He said to become. Ooh, <laughs> That's good. And many believers are framed and shamed because you 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 are getting fooled by the frame because you don't see beyond the face value of people. Mm-hmm. Because they smile in your face, you think they oh they got it going on because they told you some scriptures. No. God know what he told them to do. And men of God that are called to you will show you. Uh, I know everybody praising you, but uh, mm-hmm. there's a little more to that When you what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Not against you, but helping you understand. They'll praise you. You don't need, let me tell you, you don't need yes men all around you all the time. Damn. Everybody want a yes man. Yeah, yeah you're good. You're, no, 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 no. I need somebody to tell me the truth. Amen. I don't know. I'm not doing this year the same way. i to tell me the truth. Amen. I've been hearing yes my whole life. I need to hear. Amen. Tell me the truth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't walk with people who going uh, to. You know, sometimes, men God, when I see that point around, I say, Tell me the truth. I'm fine. Hey, that's all right. We ain't, ain't got go <laughs> uh, to the, the boat, the boat uh, <laughs> like go around the pole 20 times. We ain't got to go around Egypt. That's Egypt. Go get, tell me straight, what God's saying. I might, I might go inside on it, but I'm gonna handle it. I, I might be with Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, that was, that was. I might even be confused. Lord, I thought I was, but if I really trust in what He's saying and then submit myself, there are many times that I've heard stuff. And I'm like. But when I submitted myself, I was like, oh, I wasn't in the mind of God. That's why I didn't understand what he was saying. So there was a difference in the mind of God and in my mind. Because my mind was on the need for the, begin, from the, for the point. But I missed the purpose because of the need. I missed the purpose because of what the need was speaking to me. When God will give you the language to take care of the need. Why are you walking in the purpose? Amen. Somebody say, I'm I'm hearing his voice. I'm hearing his voice. God is speaking, whether you know it or not. You I mean, hear what I'm saying? Yes, I, I'm, I'm not going to tell you, common him say that I think you know it by now. Last thing, God is saying. He's going to bring you to dry ground, establish his covenant with you. Verse 18 says, But I will establish my covenant with you. And you shall go into the ark and your sons and your wife and your wives with you. What he's saying is, when you start building in the cold that I called you to build, when it's time for the water to come, you'll be prepared for it. Are you all hearing what I'm saying? Uh, Yes. If you start building the way I told you to build, some of you are meeting the water, but you're not built yet. Your People's families met the water, but they wasn't built yet. Ah! People are meeting the water, but the problem is they're not cold. if you don't build on the rock. All that time I've been building stuff, but I didn't build on the rock. But the God is saying the water is coming. I need you to get the cold and become codified in what I'm telling you to build because when the water comes, you don't need holes in your ship. When the water comes, you need to be prepared. It's going to take out some stuff. Y'all hear what I'm saying? God is calling you to build something because he's building you, building on the covenant. And he wants to bring your family to dry ground. Because when you build, it's bringing them to dry ground. It's not only bringing you in dry ground, it's bringing them to dry ground. It's bringing, he said, bring their sons and their sons, which means it's coming generationally also. Which means not only you, the prayers and the things that you're building, it's going to keep the generation on dry ground. Somebody say, build that ark. Come on, say, build that ark. Which means you got to know the language of the ark. I'm going to close with this. you got to know the language of the what? I'm going to say something strong, but it's right. Many believers are not looking for the code of the ark. They're looking to be inspired. They're looking to be inspired to believe it. I'm going to say that again. Listen to what I'm saying. Many believers are not looking for the cold of the ark. You're you're fighting the wind. Can I be honest with you? Every message doesn't inspire me because I'm not looking for to be inspired. I'm already inspired because I'm in him. I'm kidding. I I I don't need to be inspired to be saved. I don't need to be inspired because I was in sin. I'm already in him. So I'm not looking for a hot message. I'm looking for the code of delivering the people that he told me to do. Because I'm missing this code right here. So where's the man of God that has this code? (laughs) Oh, see, now we're learning the body. Oh, you have the code. Oh, what's that code? Oh, Oh, that would make that family right. Oh. That would deliver that boy out of the drugs. Oh, yeah. that's the code of communicating with solo artists. See, we're looking for a new message. Oh, yeah, God, give me. Every week I'm looking for a message to get inspired again to get through my week. Are y'all mature here? Uh oh, I'm Are y'all mature in here? Do we need inspiration? Absolutely. But there's a point that you walk in God. That you stop just feeding off of inspiring messages. That you say, now I'm in the interest of writing codes. I was called. You know what? I looked at you, I saw sweet potato pie. I was called to cold sweet potato pie. But God told me to put scriptures on the paper. And then the money that come from the sweet potato pie is going to open a restaurant that, 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 that brings people. And when they come in for the gumbo, they thought they came for gumbo. But they was coming for my testimony when I come to the table. And ask them how was the food. The cold, See, what the problem is, you keep thinking the code is only at the stage. The code is whatever he called you to be. But the problem is, you're codifying what you think it's supposed to be. Go into all the world and make, watch this, not inspired people that get inspired through their day. Make what? Disciples. How are you going to disciple when you don't have a curriculum for them? How are you going to disciple them when you don't have no codified thing that you've learned from God to give them about their life? See, many of us are able to minister to those who are saved, but we're not, ministered to, we're not able to minister to the drunk. We're not able to minister to the, to, to the prostitute. Be like, ah, that's beyond my code. Because are you allowing him to codify you before you try to give somebody else a code? What is it that we encourage each other and we can't touch them out there? What is it we just keep inspiring each other? We're a team. We are a team. But what is it that we can't move past us and go to them? Somebody say, I'm being codified. God, I'm done. You can put it on something. You can actually put on that song that I, I told you to put on last. God is calling you to be a critical thinker for the code that he's putting inside of you. It breaks my heart when people have language to go for but I know they don't understand code. I'm going to say that again. It breaks my heart when people are inspired and they talk over themselves. I'm trying to teach them code. They think I'm trying to inspire them just to get through. I'm teaching them code. I, let me tell you something. I'm not a plumber. Something break down, I need a master plumber. Now, if it breaks again and I don't learn from that plumber, I can shout around it. I can dance around it. I can tape it up. You understand what I'm saying? I might tape it and it might last a little bit, but that's not the code. If I want to know the code, I need to learn from the what? That's the plumber. Many people are shouting around what they don't have the code for. And God is saying, it's bigger than you going to church to get inspired to go through Friday. I built you for a reason. You want to touch the homeless? Good. Find the cold. Why they keep being homeless? <laughs> you want to touch marriages? Find out why people keep going breaking. You want to touch kids? Find out why the rebellion keep coming to the heart. You find out. Find out. Find out. Don't just shout over it. Amen. Amen. Somebody said I'm getting codified. getting codified. So every day. <coughs> Your believing is to bring you into codified instructions so you can manifest for what you came to this earth for. Stand to your feet if you can. Don't despise what you hear. The Bible says, listen.